Hello there, guys, and welcome back to the Two Pumps podcast. I am not your usual host, Harrison. I am joined by the usual host, Macaulay. Macaulay, how are you doing? I am good. It's nice to uh, see the roles reversed for once. We thought we'd switch the roles up today for the free agency pod, as I am Britain's Ian Rappaport. Got all the scoops, know everything about free agency. So let's jump right in, Macca. Uh, you do. You put Neil Reynolds to shame, I'll tell you that. I mean, the list I've got here, it's listed all the teams in alphabetical order. So we end it with the Washington football team. Is that OK, Macca? Can end that's, it with Fitzmagic. That's fine with me, that's fine with me. But starting with the Cardinals, AJ Green, one year, eight million. I feel like we should probably talk a bit, a bit about that. What are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, to be honest with you, I think the Cardinals just all together, it's like they just seem to want to add experience because obviously they've gone AJ yeah. Green now, they had JJ Watt, you know, right at the start. Uh, Rodney Hudson, I don't know if that's um, being fully confirmed yet, but another one trying to get Rodney Hudson. It has, it's, yeah. It's been, yeah, there you go. So, third round pick for Rodney Hudson, and they get a seventh back in return. Yeah, so, I mean, yes, yeah, so and a bad value for an experienced guy. So, I mean, yeah, the Cardinals at the minute, they're just trying to build experience. And on paper, I think it's a great idea. You know, everyone's been saying they're a weak team that are missing, obviously, some solid foundations. And what they've added is exactly that. So, you know, it's just whether it translates to the field, whether it was the right move. But on paper, it definitely makes sense for them to be adding these older, experienced guys in. Talking about that, uh, just signed kicker Matt Prater for a two-year deal. Pretty old kicker there. <laughs> Uh, cut Zane Gonzalez but yeah it does seem like they're going for a more just proven talent really just really putting some proven talent around Kyler hoping that hoping it all pays off I mean yeah I mean Hopkins and Green it's a good one-two punch and uh, we've got some other you know good weapons Andy Isabella and so on but yeah definitely I think and Rodney Hudson at centre I like that I think he's going to teach Kyler a lot and help him with those snaps so yeah I mean that's the one I, I like the most out of them all to be honest the Rodney Hudson edition yeah, so so far they've had a pretty pretty successful um, start to free agency. And we'll Definitely. To the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they traded a 2022 late round pick for Lee Smith, Buffalo tight end. Wow. That's all they've done. <laughs> Last season, Lee Smith had six targets with four receptions and two touchdowns. But he is more of a blocking blocking tight end, to be fair. All right, fair enough. But, yeah, that's all Atlanta have done. You know, not much. But, nah, not at all. And they're, they're still a million under the cap. You know, probably not going to be seeing much from them in the future. And we'll go on to the Baltimore Ravens. Signed Kevin Zietler, the guard. Three years, 22 million, 16 million guaranteed. They've re-signed Justin Ellis, defensive interior on defence. They've signed edge rusher Tyus Bowser for four years, 22 million, 12 million guaranteed. Re-signed Derek Wolf, Broncos legend, <laughs> three years, 12 million. And then they traded a conditional pick to Jacksonville for tight end Josh Oliver. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, not a lot. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Zeke, I suppose that's a good... Um addition really but um everything else is just re-signings isn't it really from the sounds of it Derek Wolf, Penel McPhee, Justin Ellis you mentioned on the interior so yeah I mean not a big bang yet but I'm sure Baltimore might make a big signing but I think Kevin Zeitler at the minute's their big one in it. Breaking news 
as it it's happened to fall into the next team. But Mitchell Trubisky has just gone to the Buffalo Bills on a one-year deal. Wow. That, uh, that, what? That's a weird one. I, I fully thought Denver were going to get him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I suppose not the worst backup. I feel like he's not as bad as people make out. No, he's a pro bowl. He's, he's all right. But yeah, I mean, who were Buffalo's backup last year? Jake Fromm, innit? Oh, yeah, Jake Fromm. That's why I find it so strange. Cause I, if, but Bills would have been one of the last teams that I put in with. So, yeah, that's a weird one. Um, Doesn't say anything about how much they're paying him yet. But, you know, we'll see. But along with Trubisky, the, the Bills re-signed Matt Milano, four years, 41 mil. You mentioned he'd have been important for them to get. Um, re-signed tackle Daryl Williams for three years, 28 million. Uh, re-signed the guard Feliciano for 17 million, three years. And they've just they signed Emmanuel Sanders on a one-year deal. And obviously, like I've said, they traded away Lee Smith. Re-signed the players that they need to re-signed. Emmanuel Sanders, decent little piece to add to their offence. And then Trubisky coming in. Obviously, he's not going to challenge... <laughs> Not going to challenge Josh you'd Allen, think, is it? Yeah, you think, yeah. Battling for the backup spot against Jake from. <laughs> That's a weird one. I can't get me head around it. I can't get me head around yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like Emmanuel Sanders is a decent signing. He's uh, yeah. like still got enough to, a bit to give. So, and we'll now move on to the Carolina Panthers. So, place the tag on Taylor Moton. Signed tackle Cam Irving, two years, 10 mil. Signed guard Pat Elfine. For three years, thirteen and a half million. Just signed. They signed Hassan Reddick for one year, six million, and they signed uh, defensive interior Morgan Fox for two years, eight million. So pretty, pretty slow um, start for the for the Panthers. But there's been reports coming out that they're fully in on uh, getting Watson in there. So that would make sense as to why things have gone a bit slower if they're going to be preparing to make a big move for. To Sean? Yeah, definitely. I'll, yeah, couldn't disagree with you at all there. I think you're totally right. Yeah, Hassan Reddick's a decent player. I feel like he could um, help out Brian Burns, you know, with pass yeah, rush. Because yeah. that's what they've been needing in Carolina. The defence has been pretty poor. Because, like, like uh, they pushed the Chiefs pretty close, but it was just too easy. I mean, it is the Chiefs, but... <laughs> Even Drew Locke had an near-perfect game against Carolina, so clearly they needed to start out the bloody defence. Okay, so moving on to the Bears. Obviously, they've placed a tag on Robinson. Don't know if that's um, going to be tag and trade or or if he is actually going to play. Signed kicker Santos, three years, nine million. Resigned Pat O'Donnell, the legend <laughs> of the two-point podcast. Handy Dalton. 10 million one year and that's the one I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. that is some quarterback competition Dalton Falls oh can't wait <laughs> I mean the thing I want to ask you is how angry do you think Bears fans should be the fact they have Andy Dalton in the building now on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, I mean obviously going from thinking they could potentially get Wilson or Watson to Dalton mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. pretty you know, I'd give that an eight on the one to ten scale, but I'd say Dalton's better than Falls. But it's just, it's weird. They just, 
Then this clearly isn't one for the future. Um, I, I can't see any reason why they draft a quarterback because they got to the playoffs, so they should probably focus on defense or something. But yeah, it's a strange one, Dalton Falls. But you know, I mean, they signed about eight tight ends last year, so who knows what the Bears think when they're doing free agency. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, again, I don't understand it. I think there were so many better quarterbacks out there available than Dalton, and yeah, I think Bears fans have every right to be angry. Yeah, I feel like they should have just brought Trubisky back for a year. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I'd take Trubisky over Dalton. Definitely, yeah. I'd take over Dalton. 10 million as well for Dalton, that's that's probably backup money. That's quite a lot, but Simon Falls will be on both, be on like quite like eight figures, I think. So... Yeah, we'll see see who wins out of that battle. <laughs> Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. It's good good here, Maka. You'll be glad to hear. Clark Harris, long term, long snapper, signed one year deal. Bengals sixteen and oh. It's happening. It is, you're right. <laughs> Re signed another Broncos legend, Brandon Allen, quarterback. Get mm. in there, lad. <laughs> Trey Hendrickson with four years, sixty million. Um Pretty big deal, you know. We said, we said in the in the emergency pod, I believe it was, that we wasn't sure if he would get a big payday. I don't know. We weren't sure if this the last season was a fluke, but uh, the Bengals have thought it wasn't a fluke. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I think they still need to. I feel like that O line is where they need to really focus, and I don't think they've signed anyone on the O line yet, have they? So. If it no. were me, I'd be trying to get in guys to protect um, Joe Burrow. Because like I say, yes, they've lost AJ Green, but T Higgins, he's the future. Tyler Boyd, he can ball out. So, yeah. yeah. Focus on O-line in this free agency yeah. and the Bengals will be fine, I think. They've sorted out the cornerback room by signing Iwuzie to a three-year deal, Hilton to a four-year deal, and they've re-signed Tony Brown. So, they've done well with the cornerback room, the Bengals. And Hendrick, I mean, they've improved defense because Hendrickson's a decent edge rusher. But mm, yeah, why they let Kyle Lawson walk? If they just, I don't know. I feel like they could have just kept him around. But yeah, they've gone with Hendrickson. And uh, well, moving. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, yeah, if he can play like he did in New Orleans, then the, the past season, then yeah, they've got themselves definitely an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to the Browns, signed safety John Johnson. Three years, 33.75 million, 24 million guaranteed, quite a lot. And they also signed uh, Takaris McKinley, uh, one year, 4 million. And also, and they've re signed Rashad Higgins for one year, 2.38 million. Decent little free agency for the Browns so far. I feel like uh, the secondary has been a big problem for them past few mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm. And John Johnson's a very good signing. Feel like, especially for three years, thirty-three million. You know, just around that eleven million mark. That's that's decent for a safety of his caliber. I do feel like he's a very good safety. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think I rate him as highly as you, but um, yeah, I think you're getting your value for money at least. And like you say, secondary needed improvement. So at least have shown the fans out there that they're willing to obviously pay someone to improve that secondary. Uh, Rashad Higgins, I like the re-signing of that. To be honest with you, not letting yeah. him go. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think I think they've got a good wide receiver room at the minute. You know, the likes of Landry, Rashad Higgins, um, Peoples Jones, and then hopefully if OBJ gets back healthy, so Baker's still got his weapons, which is the main thing. And Nick Chubb as well in the backfield. So yeah, 
Uh, yeah, Cleveland's still looking good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, moving on to the Dallas Cowboys, obviously the big re-signing of Dak that we've talked mm-hmm. about. And they re-signed cornerback Jordan Lewis for three years, $16.5 million. You know, pretty pretty quiet, but when you've got a $160 million deal that you've got a that you've got through it's yeah yeah not gonna have much cap for much else are you so I feel like it was important for them to get Prescott back so at least they've been able to do that yeah yeah I think it's gonna be all about the draft for the Cowboys and finding just good cheap guys that they can pick up in the draft defensively because I don't they're not gonna be able to pay these sort of numbers I mean like we've been saying it we've been joking about it that cap this cap space is a myth anyway but um (laughs) Yeah, I reckon they're going to be more focused on the draft and trying to find some good young talent to bring in. Because that second, uh, you mentioned again with the, uh, sorry, what was it? I can't remember who secondary you mentioned, but uh, the second, the Cowboys secondary, yeah, the Cowboys secondary is obviously just as bad, and we saw that last season. So we'll see if they bring in some good young talent to freshen it up a bit. Yeah, so now going to the best team in NFL, good old Denver Broncos. Obviously, place the tag on Simmons. Please just sign him to a long-term deal. Really happy for Shelby Harris. You know, he, he he went out into free agency last year and no one wanted him. So he came back to us on, a, I think it was a $2 million deal. And again, proven why we should have paid him. And he's, he's just signed a three-year, $27 million deal. Really happy for that. Great, great on um, interior defence. Then, obviously, it's getting Ronald Darby, three years, $30 million from you guys. We also signed um, Mike Boone from uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And sadly, Philip Lindsay is no longer a Denver Bronco. It hurts, really hurts, because I don't really rate Melvin Gordon. Sure, some people might disagree, but you know, it would it was special with Lindsay, you know, undrafted from Colorado, Denver Broncos fan. And I feel like he's been let down. By the Broncos, we we never put him in schemes that were going to help him. He's always played good in spite of the schemes, and this is how he's repaired. Just letting him go. I mean, yeah, it's a cutthroat business in it, the NFL. So yeah, it's going to be them horrible. I mean, I, I, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned Derby, obviously, like implicates both of us there in leaving my team, Washington, and joining your beloved Broncos. But um, yeah. I mean, we said it off pod, didn't we, about, um, I told you, obviously, he's only had the one healthy season in his career the past season, which was his best Yeah, season, that is a best, worry. That is a was worry. was obviously his best season, you know, in the NFL. So, I mean, if he can replicate that, then, yeah, you, you're getting value for money. But, yeah, that is the worry, isn't it, if he can stay healthy. He's been the biggest signing we've made so far. Yeah. Not sure if that means we're planning on, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Sean Watson. I will take the Sean Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the Lions, obviously traded Stafford away and brought in Goff. And they've re-signed Romeo Okwara for three years, 39 million, which was I found very surprising. They signed tight end Josh Hill, signed Terrell Williams receiver for one year, 5 million. Uh, signed running back Jamal Williams for two years, seven and a half million. He was a backup. Aaron Jones won he? and they also signed Tim Boyle from the Packers as well. But the big one there, Romeo Quara for 39 million. I feel like they might have overpaid slightly there, but clearly they've seen something in him that they like. So I guess that's why they could uh, give the reason why they've paid him so much. But yeah, I think they've slightly overpaid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
yeah, I wasn't even aware of his that much. To, that money that they're paying him doesn't speak for how much quality he is because it's definitely not worth what they're paying. So I mean, they just must really like the guy. Obviously, it's a re-signing, so obviously they're not, you know, he's been, you know, he's there, and they must feel comfortable yeah. with him. But I didn't really see it. I mean, I don't remember last season seeing Romeo Aquara make big highlight plays. You know yeah. I mean? So I don't understand. Just that's a thing for. Yeah. I don't understand the deal, but you know, clearly they like him. So each to their own. That's all I can say. Yeah, that's the thing. The edge rusher market's just stupidly expensive. Like we'll get on to when we go move to Rams, but they signed Floyd for like. 15 million a year and it's and he isn't that good obviously the Broncos I didn't mention it but obviously we signed Von Miller back he's getting 18 million next season which for a guy who's just come off a year injury pretty decent <laughs> to get 18 million but yeah that's just the edge rusher market's just overpriced at the moment uh, quick one just moving on to Packers only they've re-signed Aaron Jones four years uh, 38 million. It can go up to 48 million, but that's all the Packers have done so far. I mean, decent business, I suppose, keeping the star running back, but uh, yeah, not really much else to say. Yeah, it's a very quiet it's, one at Green Bay. Yeah, still minus 3.6 million on cap, so we'll see if they make any more moves. And uh, going to the Houston Texans, who they have done a lot of moves. So, Signed Mark Ingram, one year, three million. Signed linebacker Christian Kirksey, one year, four million. Resigned Vernon Hargreaves. Um, signed Andre Roberts, a returner, two years, six million. I feel like you can get returners for cheaper than that. Um, traded for Marcus Cannon, the tackle from New England. Um, who else have they brought in? Signed, obviously, Tyrod Taylor, Kevin Pierre Lewis. Um, Terence Brooks, a safety, Malik Collins, interior defence, Terence Mitchell, cornerback, Tavarius Thomas, cornerback. Um, so, yeah, they've done a lot of moves with the Texans. But I feel like the, the most noteworthy one is Tyrod Taylor for six million. Quite a lot for a backup. But is he going to be more than the backup, Maka? That's the question. I mean, yeah, yeah, you said it there. It... <laughs> He's hardly a replacement of Deshaun Watson, is Tyron Taylor. <laughs> like, I just... Uh, again, Trubisky being available. Like, I'd go Trubisky over Tyron Taylor. I, I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. Like, what are the Texans doing? Like, yeah, the, you, I mean, you mentioned it there. They've been busy. But is it even big names? Resigning Vernon Hargreaves, a guy who got cut by Washington a season ago. Like, you know, is that big? Kevin Pierre Lewis, you know the second linebacker at Washington, you know the you know the signed him, yeah, okay, but like it's just again it's it's just dud names and it's a team that could potentially potentially lose their franchise QB and they're just not doing anything, they're not making no, I don't get what the Texans are doing, I just really don't, and making all these yeah. signings as well, I just find pointless because if you are going to get loads of draft capital for um if you are going to trade Watson and get all that draft capital, why are you signing these guys when? you know, you can draft or even trade yourself for better players. So Yeah, I, I mean, you'd have thought that they'd have brought in, you know, they'd have tried bringing in AJ Green or they'd have tried bringing in, like, maybe they might, but, like, someone like Juju or some receivers just give Watson some more weapons there so he might want to stay. I don't think Mark Ingram and Andre Roberts 
and they can uh, watch and think, you know what, I might, I might stick around, you know. <laughs> it's going to be 1,500-yard receiver. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they could have done could have done some more just, just to make make them look better so the franchise quarterback wants to stay. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot of nobodies. It's, I, I mean, you said it there. I even saw the list earlier of names, and all I'm reading is a bunch of, no offence to them, obviously, but I'm reading a bunch of nobodies signing $2 million deals, $3 million deals, $2 million deals, $3.2 million deals. You know, pointless pointless money on just basically filler players just to fill a 53-man roster. I mean, I just, I don't know what's happening in Houston. I really don't. Yeah, it's a shame. But when you poorly run, this is what happens. The Colts obviously bring brought in Carson Wentz and they've re-signed Marlon Mack for one year, $2 million. That's a decent Decent running back to bring back, giving Wentz another weapon. Yeah, again, pretty quiet for the Colts, but when you have to bring in a quarterback who's on that much money, you can't really do anything else. Yeah, they need to just uh, have a sit-down, don't they, and move some things around and see what they've got left they can basically do. Yeah. Have you seen Wentz's new number? Uh, number two, all right. Number two. Number two. Because yeah. I don't know how he hasn't made Pittman give him number 11. You're, you're the star QB. You should be able to. You know, have this type of sway on people where you go, I want number 11. But, you know, he is a pussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The big spenders from the past mm. decade of the um, free agency. Have you seen they spent over... And it's, it's something like a billion. Yeah, yeah, I'll try it's a billion. I was going to say a billion. A billion dollars. stupid. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it sounds just like you were saying it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. spent over a billion dollars in the past 10 years and still lost mm-hmm. 75% of the games. And maybe when we go through this list, you'll understand why. Uh, tagged Cam Robinson, and fair enough, decent tackle. Mm-hmm. Signed Roy Robertson Harris for three years, 25 million. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know who he is. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I don't. Signed, <laughs> signed Jamal Agnew a returner who was a cornerback and went to wide receiver last season for a three-year, $21 million deal. Like, what, what are you... D- Trevor Lawrence didn't want in Jamal Agnew to throw to. What, I don't get what they're doing. Who else have they signed? Signed Dorset? I mean... I don't crap. mind Dorset. It depends what yeah. the money comes out. I know the money's not come out yet. But if they paid him um, if they paid him an average amount of money, I don't mind Dorset. Yeah. As long as, as, yeah. long as they're not overpaid like they have for Agnew, then I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> Signed Carlos Hyde, two years, six million. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. Signed Rashawn Jenkins, four years, 35 million. Uh, Chris Manhurts, two years, eight million. Like, why? Why are you bringing in Chris Manhurts? I don't understand. Um, Shaquille Griffin, three years, 40 million. Decent player, but maybe they're slightly overpaid there. Brought in Marvin Jones, two years, 40.5 million. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that signing. But, yeah, it's similar to the Texans, really. Just a lot of just nobody's filler. Just, yeah, filler just to fill out 53-man roster. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there is fillers in there. But, like I say, if, if you can get Dorset value for money, Dorset I don't mind be. that one. Yeah. Marvin Jones, I think, is a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Griffin. I like him. Uh, yeah. He's a decent. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, Hyde, definitely. I think Hyde and James Robinson, who were obviously a stud last season, them two could be a good one-two punch. And I they've think, still got uh, 45 million in cap as well, so they can still make more moves. 
Yeah, there you go. I think Shaquille Griffin as well, like you said, obviously he's a good player. It's just whether he's going to live up to that contract that they have paid him. But like you say, sometimes you've got to overpay. Cam Robinson, the needed to definitely have him protecting Trevor. Yeah. But I like it. I like it. The building for Trevor. You know, they're getting him weapons. They're getting, you know, Carlos Hyde to make sure they've got a good one-two punch run game behind him. And obviously Hyde can uh, yeah. catch a ball as well pretty well. Um, yeah. Dorsey, people, have been calling about, uh, people have been calling about Minshew as well. So maybe they could get some a bit of draft capital for that. Or maybe like a trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like they could have done more with the money they've spent so far. I just feel like there's a few bad signings in there that maybe they could have done a bit better with. And like uh, moving on to the Chiefs, you know, cap just doesn't exist. Because they signed <laughs> Joe Thune for five years, 80 million. I, I mean, Thune is very good, but I don't get how, I just don't get how the Chiefs get because they've restructured Mahomes, Jones and Kelsey, aren't they, to get around it. So Yeah, a lot yeah. of dodgy stuff going on. Yeah, uh, they also brought uh, Kyle Long out of retirement, one year, five million dollar deal. Which you know they've bulked up on the guard positions, but it's the tackles they needed to sort out. <laughs> I don't understand what's happened there. I feel like something there's an underlying issue that's happened for the left tackle and the right tackle to leave. I feel like there's definitely been some sort of. They need to sort out. I think there's been they some behind really. the scenes issues. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't know how you could be. Unhappy there, <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's uh, what I was thinking. That's why I couldn't get my head around because obviously. But I'm wondering maybe if there was some um, post Super Bowl drama. Well, obviously, um, you know, because I mean that Chiefs O line just got battered in the Super Bowl. Like Mahomes just possibly didn't stand a chance. Imagine if they had Chad Henney in there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they just would <laughs> oh, been a demolition of Chad Henney's body. <laughs> Chad Griffin the third. What do you mean? You not see him against the Browns? <laughs> CG free. <yeah. laughs> but uh, moving on to the Raiders, you know, AFC West as well. They've lost, lost a lot on the O line. Lost Incognito, traded away Hudson, traded away Brown. But they've brought in Ngakwe, two years, twenty six mil. Um, resigned Zay Jones, signed John Brown. So you know it's. Lost on O-line, but Ngakwe is a great signing. Yeah, and I think uh, signed a, did they sign another running back today as well? I think they signed another running back to pair with um, Josh Jacobs. God, who won it? They definitely did. I'm trying to think who it was no. now. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, sorry. Oh, that's a decent signing, that. Two-year, 11 million. So, again, it's a one-two punch. You know, It just seems to be the trend in NFL at minute, trying to get one-two punch guys, doesn't it? I mean, the big news with them I've seen is Mariota. They've told him if they've asked him to take a pay cut, and it's looking like he's going to refuse to take that pay yeah. cut. So, I mean, you know, now that it's public Check knowledge, Mario. now that it's public knowledge that Mariota may, you know, refuse a pay cut, I think teams won't be willing to offer as much for a trade. So, I think the Raiders do have to just cut the ties and probably end up do cutting him. Because I, I think Mariota has things to offer to a franchise more than the likes of Tyrod Taylor does to the Texans. Do you know what I mean? I so, always hate on Taylor, man. He was doing good until his lung got punctured. <laughs> No, you listen, you're right, but Tyrod's that guy who's always seems to get the starting job at the start of a season and then lose it by week six, week seven. That's all that's basically Tyrod's career, you know, it happened in Buffalo, it happened at Cleveland to Baker. It just... He made Baker Mayfield, made Josh Allen, made oh Justin my Herbert. God. Tyrod is, is Taylor. 
It's not Alex Smith. <laughs> he's, be- yeah, he's better than Smith. <laughs> all, what, what happened to Smith? Oh, broke. He's like, Tyro Taylor got his lung punctured. And he, 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 he didn't moan, did he? He didn't moan about it and be like, oh, look at, look at, my, look at my lung. No. Just just stuck it out. Oh Alex God, Smith missed a year. Living girl. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Move just, on, just, just move quickly. on. I'm not, I'm not, I can't get into any more Tyrod Taylor stuff. Just, uh, moving on to another AFC West team, the Los Angeles Chargers. They signed Corey Lindsley, who you know we thought the Packers were going to sign for a mm-hmm. five-year, $62.5 million deal. That's, that's a lot of money. Uh, signed Matt Felia for three years, 21 mil. And they signed Jared Cook. You know, they've really... The boy. Bulked up the, uh, <laughs> really bulked up the O-line with Lindsley and... Uh, Elia. No, Lindsley's definitely going to help out Herbert help mm-hmm. out his progression. And then, you know, Jared Cook, obviously just a one-year replacement for Hunter Henry. You know, he, he catches the ball. He can make, still make plays at 37 or whatever he is. So he can little, They're not paying not, him a lot, are they? Uh, 4.5 mil guaranteed and can go up to six. Yeah, there you go then. Definitely, definitely value for money there in Jared Cook. Yeah, and going on to the other LA team, the Rams, obviously brought in Goff and signing Leonard Floyd, four years, 64 million. I, I just don't really. That's just, I mean, again, cap just don't exist. They're still <laughs> minus 20 on the cap. I don't get how it's allowed. I don't know how you can be minus, but still be allowed to sign someone. But yeah, because the Broncos were. Um, the Broncos were interested in Floyd, but then we saw how much he, they paid for him, and we're like, "Yeah, we'll just we'll just stick with him." But he's a decent edge rusher, but sixty-four million—that is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy money. <laughs> yeah, going on to the Dolphins, they got Isaiah Wilson, didn't they? The, uh, from the Titans, that were a strange trade. Brought in Jacob Reset, your boy, my boy. <laughs> I mean. Decent little backup. He'll he'll happily help out too. You know he was happy to be. He was a good person to have around the Colts um, Colts team. Maybe he can he can help out to her. Yeah, but, I mean I'm surprised with that to be honest with you. I'm surprised that Jacoby is happy more than happy to go to somewhere like Miami because you know in your head you're definitely thinking oh Miami are desperate for Tua to be the guy. So the 100% always going to look at me as being the backup. So, I mean, Brissette, if Brissette wants to start in job, he's going to have to do some crazy good things. But Tua is going to be probably worried because this is, you know, Brissette's an experienced guy who's who knows what it's like to always be under pressure competing for a starting job. So I mean, Tua's going to feel some pressure and have to step up big time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Brissette will come in wanting the job. So we'll just have to see see what happens. Going on to the Vikings now. Not really, it's been pretty quiet for them. But I mean, they've signed Peterson for 10 million one year, and they also signed Dalvin Thompson two years, 22 million. Two decent signings there. Obviously, Tomlinson's just a beast on defensive interior line. And uh, Peterson, you know, he's been at Cardinals, what, for nine years, 10 years? He was 2011 draft, wasn't he? Yeah. They've improved where they needed to. We were saying, um, you know, on the pod when we were going yeah, through the yeah. NFC, weren't we, that the Vikings' defense were just terrible, and you could, that's where they've done. And the secondary again, Patrick Peterson, experienced guy, a leader who's going to, you know, good at play call. It was going to help with the play calls, coordinate with those younger guys. So yeah, no, I'm happy with that one. But I think there's definitely more moves they need to make if they do want to challenge the Packers. Like I said, they would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Um, going on to the big spenders, old Bill, Bill oh, Belichick, God. took it personally when Brady went and won another one. I, I love that meme, where it's just <laughs> Bill's face on Michael Jordan's body. But uh, <laughs> obviously, re-signed Cam Newton, signed Jonu Smith, four years, 50 million, Jesus. Signed Devon Goddard from, I think he played for the Dolphins, didn't he? Um, signed Jalen Mills, four years, 24 million. Um Nathan Aguilar, two years, 26 million. That was surprising. Kendrick Bourne, three years, 22.5 million. Matthew Judon, four years, 56 million. Really like that signing. Uh, Hunter Henry, three years, 37.5 million. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, two years, 13.5 million. You know, some very good signings. From, just real Patriot signings out there. You know, hopefully they're thinking Smith and... Um, Henry can be like Hernandez and Gronk. Just minus the murder. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shouldn't be laughing, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, true. I would have said that when Hunter Henry came in. Yeah, just just don't murder anyone. Don't kill anyone. Please. (laughs) But, um, you know, giving Cam some weapons, Aguilar and Bourne as well, decent, not just Edelman now, and uh, Gunnar Roshkachovkov. Whoever that buddy, whoever the rider receiver is, um, Judon, I think that's a really good signing. I, you know, he, he were a beast for um, for Ravens, and I feel like that he's a, he's going to be he's, he's going to appreciate playing under Belichick. I'm sure a lot of defensive players do. Yeah, I like that shout from you. I think that's a nice big shout from you. That um, yeah, oh, I like that one. Um, yeah, because yeah, when I look at it, I probably think Aguilar is my favourite out of that. To be honest with you. But I just don't yeah. think Cam's. I don't think Cam's the right guy to complement Aguilar's game. Yeah, his like arm's gone up. Yeah, that's the problem. If Aguilar were playing with someone like, um, if Aguilar were playing with someone like Josh Allen, then I think he'd do big. <laughs> he'd do big numbers. But... Oh, shut up about Josh Allen. He's all right, no, all right. I'll use... <laughs> well, with Kirk, he'd probably do big numbers as well because Kirk yeah, just no, needs to drive yeah. that ball. But uh, but yeah, Cam yeah Carr, he had a good yeah. season with uh, Derek Carr. He had a very good season. Yeah, but I just feel like Cam it ain't gonna because Cam he don't really throw it. Cam doesn't throw that many. Um, he don't throw the ball that much, does he? What does he have like on average? Probably about twenty-five attempt passing attempts a game, most. Yeah, because I Somebody, think McDaniel's really liked the fact he could he had a quarterback who he could do different plays with now. Yeah, but I'm just wondering, obviously, with Aguilar, like you said, Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne being the other one, and Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. I, well, I suppose actually Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are good blocking tight ends aren't they both of them big guys yeah. so maybe they will do that but yeah I don't know it's a weird one in New now, England Smith's now the third highest paid tight end in league which I mean I don't think he'd have expected no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, going on to the Saints been very quiet for them because you know they're minus 300 million in cap <laughs> they've, they've re-signed Ty Montgomery and Jameis Winston which does that mean is Winston the guy? What, what do you think? I I I mean I don't know. I, I do have a personal like likeness for Jameis. I feel like Jameis is good. I, I liked him in Tampa. Obviously, you know, yeah, he's the guy who's always going to turn the ball over and he needs to fix those issues. But pass it, passing wise, he offers you more than Taysom Hill does. I think if, t- if teams can work out what Taysom Hill's going to do, there's just no like. I don't know how to say, I don't really know how to say it to be honest with you. I know what you get with Taysom Hill. You're gonna get, you know, your trick plays and you're getting a guy who can just run like go bulldoze someone like Derrick Henry, which is mad for a quarterback. 
Mm-hmm. But with Jameis Winston, you've got a guy who can, who he does know how to go through his progressions. He does know how to look downfield and keep his eyes open. But you know, he, he has made terrible throws. But I think maybe sitting a season I'm at New Orleans, that. learning with Breeze, maybe he's gonna. And he got his eyesight sorted out, didn't he? So. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, still got all the team, you know. Still got um, Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith and a few other decent receiving threats. So, yeah, you know, I mean, and they can just and Jameis will throw to Taysom Hill. So, <laughs> it might be right. both of them playing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Giants, obviously made a few cuts, but signed John Ross. One year, 2.5. Signed Mike Glennon. Don't know why you've got Colt McCoy. And uh, placed a tag on Leonard Williams and then signed him for three years, $63 million. Wow, wow, wow. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just crazy money. I mean, you've not mentioned him there, but I know they've just signed Kyle Rudolph aren't they, earlier on today. Oh, I did. I, I didn't know that. Apparently. Yeah, I think literally like an hour ago, I think they've just confirmed Kyle Rudolph and they're trying to get in Kenny Golladay, I'm hearing as well, aren't they? Yeah, he's gone for visits, on not he? Yeah, oh. but I know, I know he met with the Bears as well, did uh, Kenny Golladay, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But yeah, I mean, after we've gone through all this, we'll do just the top three agents still left and I think that'll go, but yeah, and moving, staying in New York with the Jets, they've tagged Marcus May. Signed Jared Davis, one year, seven million. Signed Corey Davis, three years, 37 million. And then, like I mentioned earlier, signed Carl Lawson, three years, 45 million, 30 million guaranteed. You know, Corey Davis, I like that signing. I like signing Davis. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't hear it. And I've heard, um, obviously, like Juju is expected to. Um, Go to the Jets, cause uh, but I don't know whether that's whether this is them building weapons for you know Zach Wilson or if they trade back yeah. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, yeah. you know a guy like that, or whether you know because Juju has history with uh, Darnold, the played a uh, college football. Yeah, Juju said he wanted to. Juju wanted to said he wanted to play with Darnold again. So I wonder whether that's um, you know them believing in Darnold and being like, look here, you know we'll get your old college mate in and you know we believe in you but it's, yeah it'd be interesting to see if Juju joins it'll definitely uh, twist up a lot of mock drafts I'll tell you that yeah yeah I know but you know a few decent signings there for the Jets but still just a horrendous team <laughs> talking of horrendous teams Eagles signed no one don't want to talk about them um, Steelers again no one signed Cameron Sutton cornerback two years nine mil and they signed Ray Ray McLeod the third great name don't think he's that great of a receiver though. So, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> 49ers signed, re-signed Mosley, Vera in the cornerbacks. Uh, Kyle Usich, five years, 27 mil. So a lot for a fullback, but he is a big part of that offense. But the big one, well, actually, I suppose that Alex Mack signing for one year, five million is pretty big, but Trent Williams is the highest paid tackle in the league. Six years, 138 million. 55 million guaranteed. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but great tackle. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great tackle if you're going to draft in a young QB, like a lot of people are saying, you know, San Francisco might, or if they're going to go big and try and get Deshaun in, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't tell Deshaun Garoppolo. that they can protect him. I don't think Garoppolo should stay. I think Garoppolo should be gone. I don't think they should give him another season, personally, but. You're not. I to... When he's fit, they win. 
It's just he isn't fit enough. But you 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 got you got to stay fit, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah, fair enough. They've gone to a Super Bowl and everything, but how that team got to a Super Bowl is still beyond me. I can't lie. <laughs> but did you see uh, Trent's deal? He's the highest paid tackle by ten thousand uh, dollars. Scrapes it. Yeah, no, it, it's like, uh, and then David Bakhtiari commented, commented on it saying, Trent, you're so pay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a big signing for them. And usage, getting in Braxton important, Mosley and Verrett for cornerbacks. But yeah, it's just a corner, quarterback issue, like it is for a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Tampa Bay, oh no, sorry, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Gerald Everett. One year, six million tight end. That's about it. You know, not really done no. Uh Going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, cap space doesn't exist. Signed <laughs> Chris Godwin, signed Levante David, signed Shaquille Barrett, four year, 68 million. Um, signed Gronk, $10 million. And then kicker Ryan Suckup for three, year, three years, 12 million. But I, I just don't, how were they able to get all these players? But, you know, Gronk and Shaquille and David, there are some very good signings to bring back. I mean, yeah, they're just trying to stay as the 2020 books, aren't they? They just want to be 2020 books version two. You know what I mean? They don't want to be the 2021 yeah. books. They literally just want to do the same thing as last season. And I can't blame them, the season they had. Well, the playoffs, the playoffs anyway, they were amazing. Regular season, they were a bit ooh and ah for parts of it. But yeah, I think the re-signings make sense, but it's whether they can do it for another year. That's the thing. Because it is an aging team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are an aging team, so it just—I suppose um, resigning them makes sense, and then you just draft and hope for young guys that you can nurture to replace them. Don't know if you've just seen this Bleach Report. Andy Dalton is QB one. He has said they told me I was the starter. That's the assurance I got. Joe Bear fans love to hear that. Yeah, I don't think they wanted Foles or Dalton starting, so don't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, last, the last team before I'm going to let you take over, the Tennessee Titans. Um, Bud Dupree, five years, $82.5 million. You know, decent, decent signing. A uh, lot of money, but you know, I guess you got to take these risks on edge rushers because arguably the second most important position in football. You know, I'm sure you can argue other positions, but that's that's most important on defense, especially. And they also signed linebacker Jayon Brown for five million. But enough of enough of them teams. Let's go on to the Washington football team, Macca. Take it away. All right, all right. So I'll run through it like you did then. So obviously the franchise tag Brandon Scherf. I mean, they owe him a deal. Like you guys owe Justin Simmons a deal. Yeah. So the re-signed Dustin Hopkins. I can say my girlfriend's not too pleased about it, but she don't mind. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, is, he is crap. <laughs> re-signed, uh, let's re-signed Lamar Miller, who I think probably played about five snaps, but you know, ex-Texan there. But yeah, anyway, the signings. I'll start with uh, I'll start with William Jackson, corner from the Bengals. I mean, the guy is a freak athlete. He ran a what did he run like a, a four-four or something in the combine? Yeah, he's pretty quick. Freak fast guy. Got a pick six from Aaron Rodgers. I think the season just gone. Um, I think yeah, the fact that he's not going to be your number one cornerback. Because you've got Kendall Fuller there, and you're paying him what 40 million over three years with 26 mil guaranteed. It's quite big money yeah. for corner number two, but I think he's going to complement 
Fuller pretty well. We do need help in that corner position because we've got the, a lot of young guys there like Jimmy Moll and, and Greg Stroman. But yeah, I think Moreau might be on the move, to be honest with you. I think he might end up getting cut. No, but okay. uh, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I think um, yeah, definitely, I like needed, definitely needed I like him. But it. it's big money. But with the cap space Washington have got, I suppose you can afford to overpay a few guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Curtis Samuel, to be honest with you, I was hoping for one of these guys like Golladay or Juju. But looking more into Samuel... I do like it. I like the fact that he was roommates with Terry in college. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they know each other well. And... I, bet, I bet Terry were pounding table for him. Yeah, yeah. He were all over Twitter. As soon as um, Curtis got signed, he were all over Twitter saying, oh, we talked about this um, in our college dorm and everything like this, you know, this happening. So, I mean, I'm excited for them, but they're definitely going to complement each other very well. Both similar style players. Yeah. So you're going to, you know, always have one lined up on your left side and one lined up on your right side. So, I mean, you're lucky there to have two guys. Who... Yeah, yeah. Very similar. I think Curtis Samuel ran a 4-3-1 at the Combine. Yeah, he is quick. He is quick, Samuel. So, I mean, that's just, like, ridiculous. Obviously, like I say, you know, he knows Terry well, runs a 4-3-1. You know, he's not one of the bigger names like Juju or Kenny Galladay, but still only 24. So a lot of time yeah. to improve and get better. And I think it fits Washington perfect. This is a team that loves to play with speed. You know, like I mentioned, you know, how quick he ran a 40. You got... Gibson, he runs like a 4-4. McLaurin, he ran like a 4-3-something as well. So it's just a fast team. J.D. McKissick, again, another nifty little speed guy that Washington just likes. So I can see why they've done it, because they just want to go speed on offense. But then yeah. that brings me to the QB that they've brought in. Um, I got awoken to this at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, oh, God. I'll go, right, I'll go with an interesting stat, because you know what? I'm a Fitzpatrick lover, but a Fitzpatrick hater at the same time. So just bear <laughs> with me. You love him on other teams, but if it's <laughs> the R team, you're all right. Just, just bear with me through these stats then. So Washington football team quarterbacks over the last 16 starts. So this is, um, you know, combined. This is basically like Smith, Heineke, uh, yeah. Haskins and Kyle Allen, basically. So in the last 16 games of Washington have played, the quarterbacks have combined for 3,768 yards. Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. has combined for 4,400 yards. Nice. So, And then uh, 16 touchdowns for Washington. 27 touchdowns for Fitzpatrick. 16, mm-hmm. intercep- uh, 16 interceptions for Washington. 13 for Fitzpatrick. And then a 64% completion for Washington and a 65% completion for Ryan. So, I mean, he beats them. On all four of those um, statistics there. And yeah. that was also, which the weird thing about that is uh, both things were on exactly 599 attempts, which is really <laughs> bizarre. And like, what I mean, the odds of that happening must be crazy. But but yeah, I mean, the, I mean I'll mean, i go through it now, right? So Ron Rivera is in win-now mode with his team. He knows this defense yeah. is probably coming to or is at its peak. Mm-hmm. It's either going to... So he's in win-now mode with this offense. He wants experience, obviously, bringing a guy like Fitzpatrick in. He's a guy who can drive the ball down the field. And he can. the defense can turn a game on its head. So you can always re- rely on this defense. And the defense knows how to score as well. Like the amount of times that defense was scoring um, defensive touchdowns. You know, yeah. Chase Young got defensive touchdowns. Uh, Cam Curl, you know, Montez Sweat. All the, you know, this defense just kept scoring and made Washington's numbers look better, putting up points on the board. Yeah, it does remind um, me a lot of... Um... Broncos, Super Bowl 50. <coughs> no I mean, offense, there isn't as much there, but 
then you've just got def- just an amazing defence. So it's pretty similar to that. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that defence took you guys all the way to a Super Bowl. So hopefully, yeah. you know, it can history repeats itself, but they win it yeah. this time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like regular season Fitzpatrick. I don't think he gets it done as a playoff quarterback, just because I suppose we've never seen it. But things can always change. I, I mean, I watched a game a couple of years ago when he were a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He threw, yeah, for 500 yards. Do you know how many points the Buccaneers put on the board that day? Uh, I don't go on. Three. <laughs> they threw for 500 yards and all they got that day was a field goal. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, don't, I, doubt that, I doubt you could do that again if you threw out for 500 yards. Yeah, no, I mean, you couldn't. I know that the local, what is it, the NBC Washington podcast just talk about it all the time because it was such a weird day. I think Washington won like 18 free or something like that. I think Alex Smith only threw for like 142 yards or something. Yeah. Compared to <laughs> Patrick's 500 yards. But yeah, my big downside on Fitzpatrick is if it isn't going for him in a game, he don't seem to have a switch that he can turn on where a different Fitzpatrick comes out and he can turn a game on its head. But then again, mm. when he's playing as Fitz Magic, it, it just goes it just goes right for four quarters. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like so if, what do you, yeah. Go on, sorry, go on. I was gonna say, what do you think the long term plan is? Is it draft? Is it maybe Kyle Allen? He's, he, do you reckon Rivera could see a future with him or I don't know I'm just seeing what you think because obviously after this year you'd assume Fitzpatrick goes unless he has like an MVP year <coughs> which uh, I yeah. doubt no definitely but, I think uh, um, yeah, I'm just, just wondering what you think yeah what do you think next year is going to be like I think uh, I think there's two sides to it because so I think he's either feeling out whether Heineke and Allen could be the guys. Because, I mean, they're not old, really, yet, are they? I'm just going to... But, um, yeah. So, I don't think... Um, I think he's looking at whether Heineke or Allen can step up. So, that's mm-hmm. why he's brought Fitzpatrick in, just an experienced guy, just in case these two guys ain't up to the job, basically. But then I do wonder if he does... If he drafts a QB, then I think, yeah, definitely. The QB he drafts, as long as it's in, like, the first or maybe even second round, the QB that he drafts, he's, he thinks is that's going to be their guy moving forward, whether that, that be someone like Mac Jones or... Um, I just don't see these other good QBs falling that far. So Washington would have to trade up. Yeah, I don't see them having the capital for that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think I think Fitzpatrick's only there for one season. It's never a guy who's really stuck around with teams before, is he? And he always seems to end up giving the job giving the job up to someone else. And I, think that, I don't think that does happen this season, to be honest with you. I won't be surprised if Fitzpatrick plays all 16 games. <coughs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, unless you draft someone who you want to get game time, like a Mac Jones or something. But yeah, apart from that, I can't see you. Uh, unless he's playing horrendously, where you feel like you have to bring in Allen or Heineke. But yeah, I think he'll start the full play the full season. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just can't. I mean, when I saw it, I was just so confused. But when I thought about it, I just thought that's really the only two options here. Is he wants to see whether Heineke or Allen. Could be the f- next, could be the franchise Q- QBs and the guys to step up, or whether he drafts someone, and he's got Fitzpatrick in there that helps you in that win now mode. Because like I say, I think Fitzpatrick gets you a winning season, 100%. I think he gets you more points, which Washington have always struggled to do, is put yeah. points on offense. So I think Fitzpatrick definitely does that for you. So yeah, I mean it's an interesting one, but we'll see. I don't hate it because it doesn't use up that much cap space, so you've still got quite a lot of cap space there. But it's just like, who is the left? And, I mean, you're going to tell us now, 
who is the left at the good sign. Well, just <coughs> looking at this, this list here, it's got the top 10 free agents who are still left. And they are Kenny Golladay, Anthony Harris, Melvin Ingram, Juju, Villanueva, Will Fuller, Clowney, Rhodes, Eric Wilson, and Sammy Watkins. You know, quite a lot of receivers left on that list. Uh, like you're saying, the Giants want, the Giants and the Jets are wanting uh, Juju and Golladay, but Harris, good free safety. I'm not sure where he's going to go. Obviously, the Browns just signed Robinson, so not sure where he goes. Um, Melvin Ingram, solid player for a few years, but been slowing down recently. No, I'm not sure where he goes. Um, Villanueva, very solid tackle. I'm sure a lot of teams would like to have him. Will Fuller, like we've said. Clowney. You know, I'm not, I have no idea where Clowney goes because it seems like the past few years he hasn't done anything. And then Xavier Rhodes, solid cornerback. So, you know, there's still a lot of talent left. Uh, maybe they'll all be gone by next week's show. But yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned Will Fuller there. We'll have to take him off the list because he's literally just signed for the Miami Dolphins two minutes ago. Has he? I mean, fair Fair play. Another weapon uh, per tour or per set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How much is it? Does it say how much it was? Well, let me see if I can find it. No, I say it's just a one-year deal, but it don't tell me the money yet. I mean, that's a decent, decent one-year signing, to be fair, for the Dolphins. You know, it's good to pair Devontae Parker up with someone else because they haven't really had any other receiving threats ever since they got rid of Landry. So, yeah, decent signing. You know, hopefully by next week's pod, a few of these names will be gone, so we've got so much to talk about next week. Uh, that is it for the free agent podcast. Got any final thoughts, Maka? No, I think uh, that top 10 list, like you say, hopefully uh, all those guys will be gone. Hopefully we get more news on Deshaun Watson. But yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully uh, more exciting things to come. Because at the minute, it just seems like everyone's just... Just every time I refresh Twitter, someone's moving, and usually it's to the pitch. Yeah, it's fifty yeah. percent of the time. <laughs> all the all the jags, <laughs> and it's someone you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. That's that's it from us. Don't forget to uh, follow and uh, share share this podcast with your mates, with your family. Get more people in the two punt nation. Peace. Peace.